Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Hebrews 11.1, 1, and uh, we've, we've, we've called this Faith Basics. But we are uh, looking at how to obtain out of the dimension of faith. Uh, Hebrews 11.1, 1, Scripture says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And uh, we're not going to spend a lot of time on definitions, but faith is, of course, that Greek word that means the conviction of the truth of anything, being convinced that something is true. Faith is conviction. Uh, when, when you're convinced, when faith shows up, you're convinced, then you know. When I'm convinced, then I know. And uh, hallelujah. And it's the substance, notice he said it's the substance of things hoped for, very important, things expected, things you're looking for, all right? The substance of things, and and we know that these things exist because faith is not the substance of nothing. It's the substance of something. And so these things must exist. Hallelujah. Everything, we're we're going to touch on this some tonight. Everything that God has promised God doesn't promise and then create it. God promises because it's already created. All right? When when you understand that everything that you may possibly have need of is already there, you'll never worry another day in your life. Because because there's already a supply. And it's, it's in the dimension of faith. And he said faith was the substance of things hoped for, the evidence, the proof of things not seen. So they exist, they just exist in a realm that cannot be contacted with the physical eye. They exist in that dimension of faith. You know, Enoch got over in that dimension and left. Hebrews 11, 5 and 6, through faith, Enoch pleased God, walked with God. And he pleased God, and God took him. And then the very next verse says that, uh, uh, that if we want to please God, we must believe, number one, that he is, and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Amen. So in that faith dimension, they exist. They're there. They're real. They're just not seen. Speaking and calling produce the desired results out of the faith dimension. Speaking, speaking to, speaking concerning, and calling, naming. Uh, We'll look at it a little more tonight, but uh, Genesis chapter 2, when the Bible says that God brought the animals to Adam, to the man, it's, it's, it's interesting uh, when you look at that Hebraically, it refers to Adam as the man. That, that's important because when people read the Bible, now not you per se, but when people read the Bible, they say, well, that was Adam. No, it was the man. It was the man in the garden. His name happened to be Adam. Right? No, notice, go, go over to Genesis real quick. We're, we're going to be led anyway. But uh, I, I, I want you to see something. Now, now notice, verse 26. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them, we could say, let man 
have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, over all the cattle, all the earth, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he man. Male and female created he them. Now, just for the sake of teaching, who did he give dominion and authority to? Man. And then in chapter 2, he brought the animals to the man to see what the man would call them, what the man would name them. That's the word call. It means to name, to give a designation. And then he said, notice, and whatever Adam called, now, now the word Adam is the word ish, I-S-H, the word Eve, the word woman is isha, all right, ish, man, whatever the man called them. That was the name. Now think about that. And, and when we minister and we say everything that Adam lost, Christ came and got back for us, then he got back for me the right to call things. Hallelujah. The authority you have on the earth is the same and exceeds the authority Adam operated in. Because both of, both, both of those sets of authority were given by God. Hallelujah. Now, this is important because that's one of the main methods of getting out of the faith dimension. You've got to call it. You got to call it. You got to name it. Your, 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 your life is not what you make it. Your life is what you name it. What name have you given your life? What name have you given the circumstances? What name? See, that the faith, faith works to produce what you call. Hallelujah. And so when, when you call a thing, faith, when speaking and calling, produces the desired result out of the faith dimension. And everything we need is in that dimension. Everything's in that dimension. Uh, ever what it is. You know, we ought to stop a moment and just give the Lord praise for being debt free. Remember, you wrote, when did, when did you write it down? You wrote it down Sunday night, right? Yes. Yes. Amen. And you called the money. So is the, mon the money's doing what? It's coming to you. Yeah. It's coming to you. Yeah. It's coming to you. Yeah. Because you said it. Yes. Is that right? Yes, sir. Try it out. Say, I'm debt free. I'm debt -free. Say, I'm out of debt. I'm out of debt. Needs are met. Needs are Got plenty more Got to more. put in store. Put in store. Oh, hallelujah. 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 So, so it, it may seem elementary, but so then you don't change that. See, Sunday night you called yourself debt-free. Yeah, but somebody will say, but I still have debt. But you're calling yourself something. You're calling for something. Oh, hallelujah. All we need is in that dimension. Your house is in that dimension. Oh, hallelujah. I said your house is in that dimension. When, when you get over in a place of faith, you eliminate the struggle. It's not that there's not pressure. You gotta, I'm going to say something. You got to understand the devil is always going to fight you. That's why you've got to learn to use these weapons. Nobody was fought by the devil more than Jesus. But Jesus always answered it. Jesus always had an answer. Jesus always had something to say. Hallelujah. 
They were talking to him about a, a lot of things. He said, well, yeah, the prince of this world's coming, but he don't have anything in me. Is that right? He always had an answer. Glory to God. All, all I have to do is have an answer. There, there are people tonight, you're learning these things, and you're going to learn in one setting what it took some of us to learn 25 years. Would to God I'd have learned 20, 30 years ago to answer it. Amen. But boy, once I learned to answer it, you talk about a blabbermouth, that was me. I'm running my mouth every chance I got. Amen. Amen. There's people you know and I know. Maybe somebody here tonight, you need to talk more because you're behind. You need to talk more. You need to be talking all the time. You need to be calling things all the time. What do you need? You need to be calling it. Don't get satisfied with just enough. Don't get satisfied with just getting by. Don't get satisfied with your bills paid. Don't get satisfied with just having what you need. Don't get satisfied till you have what God said belonged to you. Amen. Out of that faith dimension. Oh, hallelujah. Matthew chapter 8. Glory. Amen. Matthew 8, 6. Well, verse 5, the, Caper- the, the centurion came to Jesus in Capernaum and said, Lord, my servant lies at home grievously sick, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord... I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Now, the word is enough. All Listen, we, we believe that. We say that. Speak the word only. That's right. But understand why I'm speaking the word. You can make a confession every day and not understand why you're doing it, and it won't produce any effect. Notice, he said, my servant shall be healed. Very next word, for, because. Now notice, I'm a man under authority. In other words, I understand how authority operates. Notice what he said to Jesus. Here's what I need you to do. Speak, and my servant will be healed. Because I'm a man under authority. I have soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go. And doggone it, he goes. And to another, come. And wouldn't you know it, he comes. Another one, do this. And doggone, he does it. Now, now, I know that seems like I'm emphasizing this a lot. But notice, this man, this centurion, that had not experienced grace, that was not born again, that had never heard Charles Capps or Ken Copeland or Brother Hagen or Philip Steele or anybody else, he understood something. If my words, being a natural commander that has men under him, If my words in the natural can cause this effect, your word can take care of this sickness. Notice, I say and he goes. I say and he comes. I say do this and he does it. And notice what Jesus said. He said in verse 10, when Jesus heard it, what did he hear? I'm a man under authority. I tell one to go and he goes. I tell another to come and he comes. I tell this one to do this and he does it. So if you just speak the word, my servant will be healed. And Jesus said that was great faith. Wait a minute. Great faith in what? What he said. What he said. He said, I've not found such great faith. If if you don't understand the authority 
that you possess, you cannot understand the operation of the faith that you possess because they go hand in hand. They're inseparable. It requires authority to operate faith, and it requires faith to operate authority. When Jesus was in the boat with the disciples and he calmed the wind and the waves, and we talk about the authority of Jesus, what was the question he asked the disciples? Where's your faith? Is that right? They were astonished at his authority. He was astonished at their lack of faith. You, do you think that Jesus believed what he said was going to come to pass? Well, what was that? Faith in what? What he said. Faith in his authority. Amen. Do, do you see that? And so someone will make a confession, and I've had people say it over, over the, the last nearly quarter of a century now that I've been in full-time ministry. I've had, I've, had, I've had people tell me, well, I've been saying it, but it's not working. They don't believe that what they're saying is going to happen. No, they'll put it off on God. What God didn't do. Huh, you didn't believe what you said. I can talk to you like, like that because you're a little more seasoned. Can't talk to a baby like that. You, you got to understand that. If you don't believe that what you say is going to come to pass, you won't have what you say. Is that right? And, and so that's why you watch how many words that come out of your mouth. How many of your words do you watch? All of them. <laughs> right? Not just the negative ones. Oh, hallelujah. There are people you know and I know, they wouldn't come out and say a negative thing. They wouldn't come out and say, boy, I'm so sick, I'm like to die. Oh, I got a splitting headache. You know, that's kind of gross. Splitting headache. But they will say this, Pastor, I need you to pray for me because I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know. That means you have no understanding. You have no wisdom. Yeah, but well, what am I supposed to say if I don't know? Jesus has been made unto me wisdom. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. But of him are you in Christ who has been made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. John chapter 1, I have asked for wisdom and I have received liberal wisdom from God. Yeah, but Pastor, I still don't know what to do. Yeah, but you have received wisdom. And if you've received wisdom, you know what to do. So what do you say? I have the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is working for me right now. The wisdom of God is in operation. That sounds elementary. That sounds simple. That's you exercising your faith. That's you getting the wisdom out of the dimension of faith that you need. And it's coming because you said it. I tell this one to go, and he goes. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Is that right? When, when Jesus looked at the disciples, and he said, All authority in heaven and in earth has been given unto me. And then he said, then you, Now you go. Is that what he said? And he, and he told them to cast out devils, to heal the sick, that they would tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing, 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 nothing. I don't think you got it yet. Nothing, no thing, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Is there anything not included in nothing? Right? How do I get there? What I say. You got to call things. Well, I know this is a situation, but I'm telling you in the name of Jesus, nothing will by any means hurt me. Is that right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you understand that? 
Yeah, but they're going to sue me. Nothing shall by any means hurt me. Yeah, but they're threatening me. That's okay. Nothing shall by any means hurt me. Oh, hallelujah. Don't form a weapon against me. Because nothing will hurt me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I may have told you this story, but, but this is six days of faith, so we can, we can reminisce. I, I, went, I was working in the corporate world, and I went to work one day. And I was meeting with the unit manager, and, and uh, actually I was meeting with, excuse me, with, with the, the, the main manager. And uh, she got mad at me. I won't go into all that. That's another story for another time. But I was meeting with the unit manager, and the unit manager said, we can fire you. Now, I'm not an easy person to get riled. I've made it a point in my life. When, when I got a hold of the Word of God, I saw in the Word where it said, a man that can't control his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. I read where it said, don't make friends with an angry man. And I thought, I don't want to be angry because God said, don't be friendly with an angry guy. And so I, I, I'm not an easy person to get riled at all, all right? But she, when she said that, I think it was just righteous indignation. Because here's a girl that would come in drunk to work. One day, the manager had to take her in the bathroom and scrub her up because she had laid out all night. And it just hit me wrong. And I thought, here is somebody that don't love God, don't, and you're telling me you can fire me? Well, what would you say? I looked at her and I said, you can't fire me. You didn't give me this job. God gave me this job. You can't take what God gave me away. Now, now notice, I had to say something. I didn't go home and tell my wife they're threatening to fire me. They said they could fire me. You can't fire me. God gave me that job. Hallelujah. Say, say it out loud. What God gave me, nobody can take from me. Say it again. What God gave me, nobody can take from me. That's what you need to say because those thoughts will come. What if you lose your job? What if this? What if they cut back? What if they take the hours? What if they didn't? Nobody can take what God gave to me. Ah, if they lay everybody off, they'll keep me on. Hallelujah. Well, what if they do? Well, you just start whistling and praising God and glorifying God. You just looking for a job when you found that one. Amen. Because where is, where is your benefit in the faith dimension? If you need another job, where's it at? In the faith dimension. What gets it out of there? Your mouth, your words, your calling it. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Remember I told you about those big checks? Got word today, we got another big one. Amen. People say, why is those big ones coming? Because we're calling them. I said, we're calling them. Hallelujah. I just had reviews for the employees, the paid employees. And I told each one of them. I said, now listen, our faith is out there. We're giving you these raises. And our faith is out there. I need you to bring your supply. I need you to be talking to the finances of this ministry. Not, not, not because we can't pay you, but we want to make sure that you get plenty. Amen. Amen. I say this all the time. I pay my employees at or above standard wages that they could get paid in the world. I don't want my employees in my church to be able to go to the world and make more money than they can working for God. Amen. Amen. And I'm telling you, I'm not there yet, but I, I've got a paid employee right here, and he'll tell you, we give them, we give them raises every year, and we're going to give more raises, better raises, bonuses, gifts and surprises. Hallelujah. But, but we've been calling that. Amen. Say it out loud. Say, them big checks are coming my way in my mailbox. My mailbox, My mailbox is home to big checks. Home to big checks. 
Say this, say, I got big pockets for big checks. Amen. I don't even know who sent it. I don't need to know. I don't care. Remember, if that dog comes up with the bag, let the dog in. Bring him on in. Amen. Am I helping you? He said, I tell him to go, and he goes. So Sunday night, you said money is coming to you when? Now. Has it stopped? Why hasn't it stopped? Because you told it to come. And if you don't tell it to stop, it won't stop. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Look, look, look over in Ephesians 2. Let's look here. We're, we're going to go on over to Mark and some other places. But in these meetings, I'm not in a hurry. And what I mean by that is I'm not trying to preach everything all in one service. Okay, and anyway. Hallelujah. I told my wife in, in these services, I want people to see how simple this is. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because what I'm teaching you is what brought us from a place where we had nothing. You know, I say that, and people kind of look at you funny. I have two people on the front row that know what we had when we got a hold of the Word. We didn't have. My sister told me one time before we got a hold of the Word, we didn't have a pot or a window. Now, if you don't know what that is, ask her. She'll tell you. That means we didn't have a pot to put the trash in or a window to throw it out. If the wolf came to our house, he had to bring a picnic lunch. <laughs> Amen. Wait, Shane, are you here tonight? Yeah, Shane. Shane remembers us talking. We were talking about Carl budding ham at the picnic the other day. And Shane, who has been known to like some weird stuff, doesn't even like Carl budding ham. Amen. Amen. My diet used to consist of deviled ham. Vienna sausages. Asparagus casserole. Now, I like asparagus, but not that way. Amen. My, my wife got a hold of some of uh, this. This was way back in the day. Uh, 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 the, the Nutrisystem shakes. Way back in the day. This was over 20 years ago. And, and I took that to work. I wasn't trying to lose weight. I didn't have money for lunch. I had to believe God every month for a $10 bus pass. I had nothing. I didn't have anything. I lived in a house that the previous renters had so infested it with roaches, you couldn't invite anybody over. And if you did, you had to get there 30 minutes early and get the lights on. Hallelujah. You know, I wanted better. I wanted my family to be in a better position. I didn't want to have to believe God for $10. I thought, this is ridiculous. God has laid on my heart to build faith and frame worlds by the Word of God, and I don't have $10 in my pocket to buy a bus pass. Hallelujah. And you had to buy it when you first got your check. I could buy them at Blue Cross uh, headquarters downtown on, on the plaza. And, I, and I'd go right away and get $10 bus pass. And that'd do me for the month. Hallelujah. People say, hey, y'all want to go out to eat? No. <laughs> we started putting a pot roast on. Or something, a chicken or something. Hallelujah. Because we got a hold of something. I can't keep saying I don't have any money. I can't keep saying I can't afford I got to find something else to say. I'm sharing all that. What I'm teaching you brought me out of that. I said, what I'm teaching you brought me out of that. This is what made us debt free. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah. The, the only thing I owe right now is my house note. And that's quickly getting paid off. The Lord's enabled us to add more to it. Amen. But how do you go from not having $10 for a bus pass to having a home in two cities? Right? Money in the bank every week. Investments. Saving account full. I'm not bragging. I'm telling you something. I learned to call things out of the faith dimension. You can't break me. I know where the bank's at. Amen. That's why I tell you, you can't go under. You're hooked up to me. You're not going to go under. You're not going to fail. You're not going to lose. You're not. You can't. You won't. I say that about you all the time. You can't go under. No faith builders go under. No faith builders lose what they have. We win. We win. We win. Glory to God. I say glory to God. If, uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 2. So I got a lot of pots and a few windows now. Uh-huh. Can, uh, can you show me this Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 in the Amplified Bible, please? This is, this is so good. Marie, that house, you got is pretty nice too, isn't it? It, it paid for, isn't it? Remember when you lived out of Clearview? Been delivered. Been delivered. You know, it worked for a while, didn't it? It did okay, but you had to start calling for something else. Hallelujah. I'm not against any, anybody that, that we, I mentioned the name. I probably shouldn't have done that. I'm not against anybody that lives out there. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that did for a while. But if you keep growing in faith, faith will eventually begin to push you over to the place you got to believe for more. Oh, Ephesians 2 and verse 10 in the Amplified Bible. Notice this. We are God's own handiwork, his workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. Now notice that we may do those good works which God predestined, notice, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life, that, notice this, he has prearranged and made ready for us to live. Notice, it's already there. It's prearranged. It's already prepared. In other words, everybody has a plan for their life, and everything you need is in the plan. And that's why you get this, and you'll never worry another day in your life. Because it's in the plan. If, if something arises, I don't go to God and say, what are we going to do? I go with this verse in hand. And I say, now, Father, none of this caught you off guard. Because you've already prearranged and prepared and made this ready in the plan. So I thank you. Out of the plan, I receive what I need. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't that right? But I, 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 I get it out of the plan by calling it, decreeing it, telling it what to do. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. My words call out what I need. And, and again, that may be an oversimplification. But I hear a lot of people talking about what they need and not talking to the need. Hallelujah. You got to talk like debt can't remain in your life. Your, your neck is going to get so fat, the yoke of debt won't fit anymore. That's what the Bible says in the book of Isaiah. In that day, the yoke shall be destroyed from off of their neck by reason of the anointing. Yes. 
You're, you're going to get so fat spiritually that that yoke is destroyed. And you need to say that. That yoke is destroyed off my life. Ever what it may be. We've got so many people. I, I, I feel sorry for some congregations because the pastor will get up and do a, a, a several week teaching on generational curses and how the problems you're having are generational curses. And you know what people walk out talking about? How they're cursed by a generational curse. And they're living under the curse when Christ freed them from the curse of the law. I've got a series called The Myth of the Generational Curse. It's a myth. Hallelujah. Let me move on. Look at Mark eleven twenty three. See, we're just like a great white shark. We're just circling around the same area. Because it's good right there. You know, I figure if Jesus said it, that's good enough. There's a lot of people preaching that what Jesus said wasn't good enough. They don't have good doctrine. Paul said, stay away from them. So, I do. Mark 11, verse 23. Jesus said, King James says, Verily, the word is truly, I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain... Be removed, be cast in the sea. Shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith will come to pass. He'll have whatever he says. The Lord brought something to my attention one time. And, and, and we, I, you've heard Brother Hagin teach on it. I've heard him teach on it. How that God said, Jesus said, say three times and believe once. But the Lord brought this to my attention. He said, isn't it interesting that Jesus said, say three times, and the centurion said, say three times. The centurion said, I say to this one, go, he goes. I say to this one, come, and he comes. I say to this one, do this, and he does it. Jesus said, believe. He said, if you'll say, you'll have what, believe that what you say comes to pass. He'll have whatever he says. Now, it may not mean anything uh, necessarily revelatory other than, scriptures dovetail with each other. And there's something that he's trying to get us to see here. That I've got to say more than I believe. I got to believe it and then say it. Hallelujah. Amen. Whoever says will have what he says. Now think about that. Very often when this is taught, people are thinking, right, because I I don't want to say anything negative because I'll have whatever I say. You will have whatever you say. Not just negative and positive. You'll have whatever. Right? My pastor was in uh, Hawaii. And he was driving around the islands. They got out and were driving around the islands. And he drove by, and there was this mansion up on the hill. It was actually where the president of the, the excuse me, the owner of the Dole Pineapple Plant was at. And they, they stopped and were explaining that all these stars had tried to buy it, Elvis Presley and other people. And he said, just to myself, kind of under my breath, I said, I can't imagine living in a place like that. And he said, the Lord spoke to him and said, don't worry about it, son, you never will. What is imagination? Expectation. What is expectation? Hope. It's not the, the, the bigness of the house that you live in. It's, it's that no matter how big or small your house is, if you keep your faith shrunk by what you're expecting, when you do need something bigger, your faith won't be able to handle it. Amen. Amen. There's people Sunday night, you needed to start believing for debt freedom. Your faith needs you to be debt free. Yes, sir. 
What do you think happened to my faith when in less than, less than nine months, about nine months, $210 worth of debt, $210,000 worth of debt was gone. And the largest amount of money that came into my hands was $24,000. What do you think that did for my faith? Man. If I can believe for $210,000 worth of debt to be gone, there's nothing I can't do. Right? I remember the first time I ran 18 miles. I got done and I said, there's nothing I can't do. I don't know anybody that's ever ran 18 miles but me. Now, there are people that have, but I didn't know any. There are people, you're sitting in here tonight. Nobody in your family has ever believed God for nothing. They've never believed God for anything. You can be the first. You can be the first to call them over to your house and say, look here what the Lord has done. Oh, who gave you this house? The Lord gave me this house. Oh, hallelujah. Boy, this is good. Do do you see that? Your faith needs that. Because because remember, look, look, look at another verse in Ephesians. Ephesians 3. Now, you know this verse, but I want you to see something. I'm I'm trying to seed you. You you need to be seeded. Not seeded, S-E-A-T-E-D, S-E-E-D-E-D. You need to be seeded with things. You You need to be around people that can put seeds of greatness, seeds of desire on the inside of you. Oh, hallelujah. If, if Ephesians, my pastor would always tell me how Dr. Les Summerall seeded them with television ministry. Because, you know, Dr. Summerall, when he first uh, uh, came around people that were in the word of faith, he would make the statement, if I die rich, I die a traitor to the cross. Because he was, he came from that generation that you don't, you don't touch the glory, you don't keep the gold. It all belongs to God. When he first, when he came to Agape Church the first time, he got off the plane, off a commercial plane, and he had a little aluminum briefcase. And in that briefcase, he had two shirts to change into, some socks and underwear. Wore the same suit, all services, just changed his shirt and changed his underwear. That's good to know. <laughs> Hallelujah. But he got a hold of the principles of the word of faith, And the last time he came to Agape Church, he flew there in his own Falcon 50. Amen. Had several full-powered television stations all around America. South Bend, Indiana, Honolulu, Hawaii. Had had one of the first shortwave gospel radio stations. And my, my, my pastor started getting around him, and he started seeding them with greatness and seeding them with television ministry. God wanted them to have a television ministry, and he put them with someone that would put those seeds to get out there and believe God for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You, you need somebody to come along and seed you and say, ever how much debt you've got. God's going to bring you out. You're debt free. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at Ephesians 3 and notice this. Verse 20. Unto him that is able. Now stop right there and hang on one second. For the Bible to tell us that God is able to do something is a beautiful thing. But that's where a lot of people stop. Well, you know, the Lord's able. Yeah, but you haven't said that much. Because if he's the Lord, he's able. Right? It's what do you believe about this? What do you say? Unto him that's able. Show me this in the Amplified Bible. I'm I'm taking a minute. I'm not going to get where I was going, but that's all right. We'll, We'll get here. Now to him who by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose. Can God carry out his purpose in your life? 
So when you face a challenge, leave that up there for me. When you face a challenge, you don't go to God and talk about the challenge. You go to God with that verse in hand and you say, Father, now you're able to carry out your purpose. And to do super abundantly. Mm. It's, the word in Greek is, is hupo, H-U-P-O. It always denotes abundance in a, in a magnified fashion. Super abundantly, far over, above all that we dare ask or think. What does God want you believing for? Super abundance. Far above all that you even dare ask or think. Hallelujah. Infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. Where is that superabundance cash flow in the faith realm, in the faith dimension? We know, Pastor, we got enough. Our needs are met. No, you don't have enough. God said he wanted to do superabundantly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, you got to be seated with that. You, you, people think different that operate out of the faith dimension. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I, I knew a minister one time, and he would always make this statement. He would say, well, yeah, those guys on TV, you know, Brother Copeland and all of them, it's, it's easy for them, you know, because they, you know, if you had a mailing list with 100,000 partners, if all of them just sent you a dollar a month, you'd make $100,000 a month. Well, I see what he's saying in the natural. But those things are faith things, not flesh things. The Bible says the hand of the flesh will always fail. You can't lean on it. I've, I've got to get over here and start calling those super abundant things. Right? So not just enough is coming in, super abundance is coming. Lord, you're doing for me right now infinitely far above all that I can dare ask or think. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And, and guess what? You'll have what you say. You'll have what you say. Yeah. Amen. Is, is, listen, he said in Psalm 23, remember what he said? Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. How many people that you know say that every day? I'm talking believers. They talk about everything else that's happening. But right now, goodness and mercy are following you. Right now, God's favor is on you. Right, right now, the angels are working to bring the abundance to you that God wants you to have. And, and, and I'm not talking about you, but there are believers that are so busy talking about what's going on in the world, how bad things are, giving voice to the negative report that their angels are standing around with their hands in their pockets with nothing to do because they haven't been told to go anywhere. Hallelujah. Did you see that? The Lord told us something to say. Whenever we see a circumstance in the world, what do we say? I don't expect to be affected. And you know what your angels do then? Okay, I'm going to shield him from being affected from this because he don't expect to be affected. Several of y'all were here when Brother Caps came. I know Kathleen and Ron, you were here, and Buzz, you were here, and, and some others. But he came and, 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 and uh, he taught the message. I still got the notes on how God taught Abraham faith. And so he used the illustration here, but I had heard it 
oh, close to 30 years ago in his series, Faith, Law of the New Covenant. And he said, he was talking about your words and your angels. And he said, you know, there's a guy. He said, take this guy. He, he's a Christian. He's a believer. But he keeps looking at his hot water heater. And he says, you know, we better replace that hot water heater because, you know, it's getting old. One of these days, that thing might blow up and burn this house down. Now, see, right there, us Word of Faith people, we, we know better than to say that because that's negative. But the same person that won't say anything negative won't say anything positive about it. And he said, and one day that hot water heater blows up and burns the house down. He said, you know what that guy's angels did? Stood around and said, let her burn. Man, I got a hold of that. And every time I'd start to say something negative, I'd hear Charles Cab say, let her burn. Yeah. Change the way I view things. Because it's going to go the way I say it. If you have something that needs to be replaced, don't talk about how wore out it is, how piece of junk it is. We got to get rid of this thing. This thing's wore out. This this thing's going to fail us one of these days. You're going to have what you say. So what if you walk by and say, I call you replaced in Jesus' name. I have a new one of you in Jesus' name. Yeah, but I can't afford it. I'll tell you what, discounts and dividends are coming my way in the name of Jesus. Can I share something with you about that? We were, we were living in, in Gardner in the first home we bought here in Kansas. And we came home. We had Friday night service at the time. And we came home one night. And when we came in, in the, the door, uh, we were walking back to our room. And I noticed when I got in my room that I was in the middle of a lake. Well, the hot water heater was back there in that back closet, and it had went out. Well, there's nothing you can do. You know, we, we had church late back then. Hallelujah. We started at 7, didn't get home till sometimes 9, 9.30. Y'all remember. And uh, in any event, I was long-winded then. I've shortened my sermons. But I'm, I'm hurrying. But, you know, you can't, you can't go buy anything. Because it's 11 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night. So I turned it off at the main. A brother from church came, and, and we, we figured out what was wrong, turned it off at the main. And I said, well, he said, I'll come by tomorrow. We'll go down to Home Depot and, uh, and, and get you, you know, so you can get one. Well, I mean, we had, got a, we had been a hold of the Word uh, about a year and a half, two years. So, you know, we were better off, but we still needed some help, still needed discounts and dividends. Right? Well, I, I, uh, I, went into home, I went into Home Depot, and I'd, I'd got a circular uh, and, and saw that they had the hot water heater the size that we needed, and uh, it happened to be on sale. I said, well, praise God, it's on sale. And uh, I went there, and I couldn't find one. So I asked a guy, I said, where's this at? And he said, you know, we got one left. And, and, he, and, he, and he took me back, and it, it was out of the box. And I said, okay. And he said, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, it's just out of the box. There's nothing wrong with it. It's still brand new. I said, okay. And, and uh, it was already on sale. And we got up there to the, uh, to the uh, cash register, and the lady uh, rang it up. And she said, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. She said, I believe it was, she said, uh, uh, you get an additional, I think it was 60% off. Right? I turned to the guy that was with me. I said, discounts and dividends. Amen. I, I ended up paying like 30% of retail for that hot water heater. You, what do you think that did for my faith? Somebody says, just a hot water heater. I needed one. Right? And I needed to get a deal. There are people you know and I know, maybe somebody here tonight. There are things you're believing God for, and right now you don't have what it takes 
to pay full price for something, you need to start believing God to get something at a discounted rate or to give you something as a starter. You need to start believing God for upgrades. Wherever you're at, you need to start believing God to upgrade you. And you're thanking God for your upgrades. Let me, let me try to wrap this up. Ah. Uh, you can, you can write this down, Romans 10, verse 6 through 8. We'll, we'll jump back on this horse tomorrow. Whew. You know, I'm not bragging on me, but we have said enough tonight to change your life. Radically transform the way you think. See, because there's people, I'm, I'm, Holy Spirit, thank you for helping me say, see this. There's people you know, and I know, Maybe someone here tonight, you get in your head real quick. And you know what happens when you get in your head? Faith leaves. Faith leaves every time. Because faith's not in your head, faith's in your heart. And you've put pen to paper, and you've got out the calculator. I mean the good calculator that does the square root. And you've crunched the numbers, and you've tried to figure it out. And it's just not working. The answer is not in that computer. It's not in that calculator. It's in the faith dimension. You got, you got to work to get out of this. If you see somebody that, that is never moving forward, they are in their head a lot. Oh, hallelujah. Romans 10, 6 through 8. And, and you know what it says. It says, uh, the righteousness of faith speaks on this wise, who uh, say not in your heart, who will ascend into heaven to bring Christ down from above, who will descend beneath to bring Christ up from the deep, all right, or from the dead. It says, but what saith it? The word is nigh you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That's the word of faith that we preach. So the word is in two places, your mouth and your heart. Is that right? There's nothing more important to your faith than you declaring what God has said about you with your own voice. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Do you see that? That's, what, that's why I learned this. I, ha, I have my daughter say it with me every morning, every morning of the world. We get up, and here's what we go through. Father, I thank you today that Liliana Lynn Steele is set on high above all nations of the earth because she's the seed of a tither. I thank you, Father, that she has great favor with the administration of her school and her classmates. I thank you that she has all knowledge of all subjects of learning, mathematics, social sciences, English, social studies. She is quick and sharp and fast and a major blessing. I thank you, Father, that every disease, every germ, every virus that touches her body dies instantly in Jesus' name. For she's kept by the power of God. And then I say, come on, say it with me, Lil. And she's got to jump up. And she goes, I'm a champion. I'm a winner. I have no fear in Jesus' name. And I will not fear, for the Lord is with me. I need her to hear herself saying that. Amen. And if she comes up against something that tries to make her uh, intimidated, you know what she says? She, she'll tell me, Daddy, I just backed off and said, Lily, you have courage. And then she goes, and I just did it. I'm not bragging on my child. I'm saying, I'm saying, don't you wish your parents would have done that for you? There's, there's nothing that builds your faith like hearing what God said out of your own mouth. Oh, in your saying, you're establishing what God has said to be true about you. Pastor Michelle preached a message on the state of being. Am, is, are, was, were. State of being verbs. There's nothing... You're establishing in your saying what God has said about you, even though it may not be a reality in your life yet. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Years ago, 
Pastor Michelle and I wanted to do so much for God. We wanted to help people, not just by our preaching. We, we wanted to, to bless people, to be a financial blessing to people. And we couldn't. We didn't have no money. But we knew, we knew that those days were coming. We knew those days were coming. I remember two years ago before the, before the pandemic hit, I have a single mother, single mother in the, in, the, in the Little Rock Church, wonderful woman, is involved in the church. And man, her engine just blew up in her car, just went out. And she asked my wife to pray, and she said, they want this much money. I don't have that much money. And Pastor Michelle came to me and said, well, I prayed with her. But then she looked at me, and she said, Philip, we can handle that, can't we? I said, yeah, we can handle that. So what'd you do? Got the cash out of the bank, put it in the envelope, went to her and said, sister, go get your car fixed. Amen. But, but that didn't happen. That, that started, that began, that began when I didn't have $10 to buy a bus pass. That began when I took my wife's hand and I said, honey, if you'll stay with me, We'll keep working the word, and there'll be a day I'll take you to the store, and I'll buy you whatever you want. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm, I'm just saying this. I just want you to hear what I'm saying. It wasn't, it wasn't too long ago. She, I said, honey, what do you want for your anniversary? I mean, I always give you money. Money's good. Green goes with anything. I don't know if she should I tell you this. She said, well, I like the money. And I said, well, what else would you want? And she said, I really want a coach purse. I said, okay. Well, how much is the one you want? She said, it's, it's this amount of money. You know, I really didn't know purses could cost that much. That's like Louis Vuitton. Man, you buy a Louis Vuitton belt, it's $180 for the belt. I'm like, where's the pants? Did you get some pants with this? Now, I'm, I'm not saying this for any other reason. You know, the first thing I bought her for an anniversary gift was a pair of Nine West shoes that were too big for her. You know why I bought them? You know why she wanted them? Because they were discounted. They were almost 85% off. She had to stuff toilet paper in the toes to wear them. You know where we went for our first year anniversary? You know where we went? We went and walked around Walgreens. We went to Applebee's and shared a meal, walked around Walgreens till the Steven Seagal movie was coming on. You watched Steven Seagal? So did you. I got saved. I don't watch him anymore. <laughs> Amen. I'm telling you this. And I said, here you go. Buy the purse. She bought the purse. And then I said, oh, here you go. Here's the cash I was going to give you too. She got the purse and the cash. Praise God. Praise God. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Every time somebody says something about us, they say, oh, you're one of those prosperity guys. I don't go, oh, now, brother. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 I am. I am, I am prosperity man. I used to have a shirt that said on the front of it, prosperity man. People say, why'd you do that? Because a guy took out newspaper ad about me, talking about how I was one of those prosperity preachers. So I just got a shirt made up that said prosperity man. It's, it's, I'm not talking about a thing. I'm talking to you about life can change yes. because you get it out of the faith realm. Amen. Yes. Amen. See, your flesh wants to say it the way it is. Your spirit wants to say it the way God said it in his word. Your body will respond to the demands of your human spirit. Your spirit will put the demand on your body, and it will respond. 
If you feed the spirit man the word, it will make demands on the flesh to line up with the word. And, and that's what I've got to declare. That's what you've got to declare. That's what, that's what you've got to call. It, it doesn't matter what you want. It, it doesn't matter what you need. Oh, hallelujah. When people come to me and say, Pastor, agree with me. Uh, I, I need another vehicle. Well, what kind do you want? Well, a better one. Well, that's not, that's not, that's not going to cut it. What do you want? Have you thought about what you want? Have you thought about what you want to drive? Well, you know, cars don't matter to me. Well, see, you won't ever have anything. I used to know a guy, and I'm, and I'm look, I'm folding my notes. I, I used to know a guy, and here's what he would always say. Things just don't matter to me. And you know what he never had? Things. I had to counsel his marriage because he didn't care about things. So he wouldn't believe God for anything else. And his wife was tired of living in poverty. And here's the guy supposed to be the head of the house, and he won't believe God for nothing because things don't matter to me. You say, what'd you tell him? I said, you're a joke. That's not how I counsel everybody. I said, that, that's wrong. You got your children are hurting. They don't have what they need. They're not adequately clothed. Your wife doesn't have what she needs. She's tired of living where she's living. And you're passing it off like things don't matter to me. There are things I believe God for that I don't care anything about. But my family cares about them. Amen. That doesn't make me any difference at all. But I'm going to believe for it because my family wants it. Am I helping you? Well, you know, I just don't believe about all those things. Listen, our ministry, we're moving into the places, the lands, the buildings, the facilities that God wants us to move into. We got to have them. They're in the faith dimension. There are things that you got to quit putting off as just something that you doesn't really matter. You need it. Your faith needs it. Amen. You can't keep squeezing past each other in that little hallway. You, you got to believe God. I said, you got to believe God. Hallelujah. Say it out loud. Father, Jesus said that as I sowed into the kingdom, I would receive houses, lands, plenty of finances, hundredfold return in this life. Hundredfold, you're working right now. You are functioning in my life right now. I call for the hundredfold return. Work now. Operate now. I believe God to be debt free. So I need the hundredfold return working in my life. Right now it's working. Right now it's working. It's working in my life. It's working in my church. It's working in my ministry. It's working in the people of my church. Oh, let me call you something. Right now, Lord, I call these people blessed. I call them abundantly supplied. I call them completely filled. I call them rich, rich, rich. In Jesus' name.